Hello, everybody. Welcome to Story City Adventure Hour. Um, we are excited, as always, this lovely Friday evening if you're in the uh, North American continent, Saturday morning if you're in Australia, um, and somewhere in between if you're elsewhere. Um, to to welcome you to our live Choose Your Own Adventure. So at every adventure hour, um, we live read, argue, laugh our way through a Choose Your Own Adventure uh, with the people who created it um, and uh, some friends of the family. As I like to, as I like to say. So, uh, welcome uh, today, uh, our two ring-ins. Thank you so much for coming in and stepping in for my co-host Brett. So we have uh, here on the uh, right-hand side we have Tom Julmont. He was with us last week. Thank you so much, Tom, for joining again. Not a problem. Appreciate it. And then down below me. Uh, we have uh, Jennifer Kennedy. Jennifer, Hi. thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, and we now have our uh, guest star for the um, for the for the hour. Uh, one of the creators of the story. We will be uh, live adventuring through today, um, and that is uh, Sanderson um, Gonzaga. Um, so I will, let's see, uh, Sans, if we can, uh, we can see you. Hello. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh dear. We can't hear your audio though, Sans. So we, uh, we, we can't hear you speak, oh. unfortunately. Hey, there we go. Visual artist, right? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Love it. Love it so much. Uh, so we have uh, Sands. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, the wonderful visual artist of the uh, adventure that we're going to be doing today. How are you? I'm good. Good. It's a Saturday morning. I slept in late, which is good that this starts at 1 p.m. here. <laughs> <laughs> no, very fair. So the adventure that we're going to be doing, first of all, to whet everybody's appetite, I am going to be uh, reading out the blurb so that we all know uh, what adventure we're going to be going on. Uh, and then we will have a little bit of a chat here with our wonderful creators who have joined us on the call. Um, and uh, the, the, the city that we will be adventuring in today is um is adelaide in the uh south of australia um and uh and it will be a treasure story so the uh it's a very short very sweet blurb it is the treasure of light search through a city's secret past and find an ancient treasure before it's too late Dun, dun, dun. Um, so uh, I love to start off the, the starts of these adventure hours by um, getting a bit of a, I suppose, like a catch up with our creators. So Sands, you worked with us uh, many moons ago mm -hmm. on this wonderful Choose Your Own Adventure. Many. And so I just, I, yeah. I, I want to get you to introduce yourself to the, to the people on the stream, to the people on the, on the podcast. Um, what do you, what do you do? Tell them a little bit about your art and, and, and what you're up to at the moment. Okay, so I'm primarily a what is funny, a comic book artist who hasn't had much comics published. You rushed to get to the but logout terminal, but it's because clearly work, too late. I've mostly done storyboarding. The buildings here have been uh, U.S. companies, which I still continue to do on an occasion, and uh, illustrations, 
which have gone to a few published works here in Australia. And when you met me, I had recently moved to Adelaide. So basically uh, ground zero with regards to, you know, starting life all over again there. So it was quite uh, a wonderful experience being able to work on this while trying to find my feet in Adelaide. Yeah. Uh, are you still now, in Adelaide I've, now? Or? No, no, I've, I've moved. I've moved to Melbourne. Melbourne? Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. How, yeah. how hot is it in yeah. Melbourne at the moment? Melbourne, I've met a few more comic book people, writers and artists, and they've been wonderful. I'm currently working with another writer doing his, uh, his book, his artwork for him. Uh, progress is a bit slow, mainly because the day job, which funds all this nice stuff. Yes. Yeah, but the all important creator day job, we know it well. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And and so you you have a, a wonderful uh, style here. I thought that I would show everyone on the stream. Um, uh, you can't see it in the backstage here. You've got to be looking at the Story City. Oh, channel. I'm looking at it right so now. It's to, beautiful. To be there. But um, it's just some, some absolutely wonderful um, uh, artwork um for the different uh different parts of the story so i'm very excited here we've got our resident bad guy we've got treasures we have potential explosions so uh, i'm very excited uh about all of that um but this is our start location the adelaide post office um you may you may recognize it from this street view just here um and um, so, Sands, like, so you were saying that you, you've been working on a couple of, like, different projects and whatnot, um, but you mm. um, also had, like, launched, like, several several kind of art, um, different books as well because don't you also illustrate for, for RPG, um, different RPG games uh, yeah. as well? Yes, that's true. Uh, a friend of mine who is a writer uh, back in Manila decided to launch his own series of RPG source books, third-party books, basically, for D&D. So if you're aware of this website called DM's Guild, he's launched a series of books there. They've done quite well. They're the Monster Manual Expanded series. Now, when he started off, didn't have many resources. So I said, sure, go ahead, mine all my available artwork online, see which ones you can use, and then off we go. And it did well. And he's now on his, uh, I believe, fourth book. I provide a lot of artwork for the first two books and a cover, several covers. But it's gotten to the point now where I just can't keep up with the demand. And he has hired a bunch of other artists from around the world to work on his book. You should take a look at it. It's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. What, so so um, what's the name of the site again? Uh, it's on DM's Guild. That's the website. It's basically a website that uh, a lot of creators can submit their works to to be sold as PDFs to any you know, role-playing game enthusiast who wants to go online, purchase these books. You also have the option to request a book to be printed on demand, which some people do want an actual physical copy of. Nice. I remember seeing a photograph mm. of you holding it, so that must have been what you did. Yep, that was it. I can't see it. I don't know what I need to toggle here. I can't see anything. All I see is everyone's faces. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it's uh, if you want to see um, 
uh, the because we we do have like a street view, like a Google Street View up, and then then your mm -hmm. artwork up as mm -hmm. well. Um, if you want to see that, mm -hmm. um, just open up a a, um, a a a tab in your browser um, and just go to the main channel. So so twitch.tv forward slash Story City. Uh, oh, any Twitch engineers who are out there who have wor been working on on uh, guest star? It'd be really nice if we could see what everybody else sees um, in the backstage as well. So that's my request for oh, the future. That, that might be why I'm, I'm using the tablet edition. That might be why. Ah, yeah. The, no, no, no. So, mm. so guest star only shows everybody's faces. You can't see my face mm. because I'm using OBS to to broadcast the mm. the, the, the table, um, the the desktop. Um, so, uh, but yeah, uh, so, um, uh, so that's exciting. Like all the projects that you, that you have going, do you dare say what your day, day job is? Is it anything fun? Yeah, it is. Oh, it's interesting well, for me anyway. I don't know for anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> it's working for the state government. Uh, it's in the, uh, the mail room where I get all these letters from the disgruntled public. Fines collection, basically. Oh, you get to deal with that. That must have some very interesting and fruity language that comes across your desk then. When I was at the contact center, yes. And it was in the middle of lockdown. So add those two together and you get a lot of salty people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. You've described my worst nightmare. Um, <laughs> um, Jennifer, I, I did want to quickly uh, say hello to you and get you to introduce yourself to everybody on the stream as well. You are also a Story City creator, just like the other two here. Um, so maybe uh, tell us a little bit about the writing that you do and um, and and what you're up to. Hi, uh, yeah, so I write um, mostly science fiction and fantasy and um, sometimes poetry and other sorts of things. And I'm also a storyteller. And I made a Story City adventure set here in Edmonton, Alberta. So I'm, I'm one of those that's here on the Friday night, not the Saturday morning. Beautiful. The I opposite love it. side of the world. And, uh, and I'm hoping that, um, uh, that, uh, that we'll be able to get you back on, Jennifer, to do that adventure live on Adventure Hour. Because um, it is a very fun um, fantasy adventure through the Alberta legislature grounds. Um, it's with some surprising endings, as are that for most of these stories. Um, uh, and those of you who were here last week's Adventure Hour, you would have known Tom. Um, Tom, uh, quick recap of uh, where who you are and where you came from. Um, uh, I was definitely born on Earth. I'm a genuine human. Uh, nothing to see here. Uh, I wrote a story for the uh, project for Brisbane because I'm living in Brisbane in Australia. Uh, and that's the one we did last week. So that's why I was there. And because uh, of my uh, endless enthusiasm, you invited me back, I think, to read some of this, which which will be cool. Um, I'm an IT nerd, software developer. I write short fiction, also like Jennifer, mostly science fiction and fantasy. Um, I forgot to mention last week, I'm the president of Andromeda Spaceways magazine, which is a little, they're not, not professional, it's a semi-pro magazine in Australia that's been, um, that's a science fiction and fantasy magazine. President sounds fancy. It just means I'm 
I'm in charge of the other people in the crew and ask them to help me do stuff. Uh, that's nearing its 20th anniversary or 25th anniversary. We're, we're on issue 90, 89 at the moment. And I've been around since issue 64. Um, so, yeah, so I publish people and write stuff. And um, as Sans was saying, uh, have a day job to finance it all. Love it. Beautiful. All right. Well, it's time to get into our adventure. Um, so this adventure, uh, as you uh, heard, uh, we are going to be searching for treasure. Um, the Treasure of Light uh, was created by the wonderful Jason Fisher, who is a, um, <laughs> a very well-known figure in the Australian fantasy and science fiction scene. He was unfortunately unable to join us today. But hi, Jason. Thank you for writing this story. Um, so in this particular story, we have you as the adventurer. Uh, we have your uh, colleague and friend, Rhonda. Uh, and then uh, we also have uh, some nefarious um, uh, villains as part of this. So um, who would like to take part in the reading and who would just like to take part in the arguing? You are able to opt out of the, the, the reading portion if you do not want to. <laughs> I mean, I'll read and argue, obviously. Read and argue, yep. Jennifer? I'm up for reading. I seem to have a slight lag. If that's going to be a problem, let me know. No, you'll be yeah, fine. Me too. That is all good. Not a worry. Um, we will just make sure that we pause for long, soulful seconds. <laughs> uh, Sans, uh, uh, your, your choices. There seems to be a lag here. Is, is there a lag? The, the, the main channel will be behind a little bit. Um, we're, not, we're not on delay, so that's why I have the two tabs open. And if you see me staring up into space, it's because I'm looking at the um, oh, pretty pictures. Oh, that's what's happening. That's, yeah, I know, it took me a while to figure it out last yeah. time, so I just oh. mute that and try not to look at it. Yeah, and then when so, I need to understand the street view, exactly. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> and so, so on, on, the, on the main channel, Sands, on the player, the yeah. one that's lagging behind us, if you just turn mm. um, off the audio on the bottom left of that player, you should be able to see to be able to see it, and it will be laggy, but like you should be able to see it and not hear the um, the laggy voice. So, okay, great, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> happy okay. to help everyone. I, I should. Right. I'll, I'll stop watching the main channel. It's just too confusing. Yeah, no, I understand. Fair. Um, so, uh, Sans, do you also want to uh, read, or are you happy to uh, to just argue? What's your What's your preference? Whatever you have for me. Whatever I have for you. All right, awesome. So, as we have done in the previous uh, weeks, I think we can alternate some narration. Um, so, uh, maybe Tom and I can alternate some some narrator um, pieces. Sure, sure. Uh, Jennifer, would you like to be Rhonda? Sure. Excellent. Wow. Um, and MVP. So, so, so uh, Sans, uh, any time uh, we come across our um, villain, um, mm -hmm. do you mind being a villain in this? I do not mind being a villain. Okay, excellent. All right. Uh, so let us get started. <clears throat> the Treasure of Light by Jason Fisher. We are currently at the Adelaide General Post Office. Now, for those of you watching the stream here, 
This is the beautiful post office. We've got some lovely uh, old brickwork, a giant clock tower. Um, and uh, and uh, if you look really, really closely up here in the facade, um, there is a uh, unicorn and a lion on either side of a uh, on either side of a shield. And the reason that I know that is because it is in another story. Um, so we are here, you say, and check your disguise. You're wearing a fluorescent jacket, hard hat, and false moustache. We, if we look like we belong here, no one should look at us twice. We better move quick, your friend Rhonda says. We are so not meant to be doing this. Looking up at the Adelaide General Post Office, you're awed for a second with the sheer size and age of the building. The clock tower is impressive. A finger of stone that looms above you. The unicorn and lion emblem of Great Britain speaks of the history and of a time when the colony of South Australia was truly the furthest outpost of the British Empire. What's more, you read the letter, the one that you found tucked into the back of an old book. The paper is yellow with age, so fragile that the edges crumble when you touch it. It's covered with cursive writing, messy and hard to read. I'm going to have you do this, Tom. To whomsoever receives this letter, I have ended my life in infamy. Few agree with my placement of the city of Adelaide. My enemies have hounded me into illness and soon into the grave. When my hut burnt down, I lost almost everything, but I saved my most valuable treasures from the flames. This I trust to a future age, when a curious mind might seek out my legacy. Though I shall not live to see the churches and great buildings I have envisioned, I have entrusted this treasure to a secret society. When it is built, seek the foundation stone of His Majesty's post office and remember me well. Yours in hope, Colonel William Light. When you found this letter, you knew there was only one person you could trust to help you. Rhonda, an archaeologist friend, recently returned from a treasure hunt in the Amazonian rainforest. You look like you've returned from a treasure hunt, Jennifer. Definitely. Uh, Rhonda surveys the ornate foundation stone. Ooh, can you get close enough to that foundation? Speaking of question, uh, I can't seem to find the, uh, the script. Ah, I found it in the calendar, in the uh, Google Calendar invite. <laughs> it took me a while to find it, so. <laughs> um, and if not, I can email it to you. <clears throat> All right. I so think that'd be better. That'd be better? We could do that, definitely. All right, so this is our wonderful uh, foundation. That's cool. So, so Rhonda surveys the ornate foundation stone, which indicates that a long-dead royal opened the post office in 1867 before he became the before surveyor he became... general. Oh, that was you. Sorry. Sorry, Rhonda. Continue. Okay. <clears throat> before he became the surveyor general of South Australia and designed Adelaide, Colonel Light led an amazing life. He served in the British Royal Navy and then joined up as a dragoon to fight Napoleon. When he was wounded, he spent many years in Egypt, helping the Pasha to build up a modern navy. This treasure could be anything, Rhonda continues. Mementos from the Napoleonic War, an ancient treasure from Egypt, messing records from the foundation of Adelaide. Despite your combined excitement, you carefully chip around the foundation stone of the post office as per the Colonel's cryptic instructions. 
technically, you're breaking the law. But then, who's going to stop people who look like council workers? This is weird. Rhonda suddenly pauses. This isn't the original mortar. It's still old, but someone's pulled the stone out and put it back again. You pry the foundation stone loose and help her set it down. Peering through the dust, you find a copper cylinder. A document holder, Rhonda says. You remove the cap and find a single piece of paper which reads... Shall I do this? Oh, yeah. Greetings to a curious mind. If light's secret you will find, seek the union as your first step where society's good word was kept. Looks like we're on a treasure hunt, you exclaim. It seems obvious, but it could be the Union Hotel, Rhonda says, or society. Good word. There was a British and Foreign Bible Society on Grenfell Street. Perhaps that's it. As you ponder the riddle, a glint of sunlight stabs your eye. You squint. Further down King William Street, a man is pointing a camera with a telescopic lens at you. He is wearing a safari suit and has a pencil-thin moustache with strands of hair combed across his bald head. He snarls as you spot him and leaps into a waiting car. I can't still still can't find it's, the script. It's okay. It's okay. You would, we'll do it. I don't yet. think you're in you're this good. one. We'll be you're good. good. Uh, although I did, <laughs> I did email it to you just then. Who was that, you asked? Okay. Rhonda curses. That was Percy Graves, treasure hunter and all-round scoundrel. He must be after the treasure, too. We have to hurry. Do you? Decide the clue mm -hmm. points to Colonel Light's treasure being in the Union Hotel. Or decide the clue is more tricky and head to the remains of the British and Foreign Bible Society. So, everyone, we are in a race against the nefarious scoundrel, Percy Graves. And we have been given this riddle, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put here on the screen as well for other people to see. Greetings to a curious mind. If the light secret you will find, seek the union as your first step where society's good word was kept. So what do we think? Are we thinking being super obvious or are we thinking he's being a little sneaky? I, I'm leaning towards sneaky. I'm going to go with sneaky too. Bible, good word, society. Yeah, yeah, I like it, I like it. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this, Sans? Bible, society sounds pretty direct, a building with the Bible society in it. Uh, yeah, I know it is the good word. You're quite right. I feel like I feel like maybe Jason, uh, there's a there's a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a sneaky side to him. You know, anyone he knows, <laughs> yeah, he it. does. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He likes yeah. to hide things. Subversive. Yeah, he's not a religious man, but you know, at the same time. Hmm. I mean, it is the remains of the foreign, uh, was it the remains of the British and Foreign Bible Society? That's true. That's true. So, you know, it's not necessarily still there. Um, but all right. All right. So we're going to go after the Bible Society. That's fine. All right. So let me scroll to the right spot. So um, at the Bible Society, Three, there we, go. Um, we are going to be at Weymouth Street. 
so the Bible Society takes us uh, to um, the Adelaide Coffee Bar. Uh, which is on 73 Grenville Street. Seems good Street. to me. All right. So if we are in Grenville Street, then we're going to expand this guy out. City of Adelaide, right here. This is Grenville Street. Uh, and then just past Gawler Place. So let's drop ourselves in here, shall we? Oh, yes, this beautiful building there. This is our definite, I wonder if we can get further out to the street. Because mm -mm. what we're after is the building that I'm actually standing in front of right here, which is this corner building just there. I wonder if we can just put ourselves here, maybe. Jafar, come back. Come back. Just here. Oh, there's a bus in the way. What is this? <laughs> there we go. So this guy right here, the Adelaide and Coffee Bar, is our, uh, is our cool. Is our house here, Bertram House. Actually, this is where I had my twenty-first birthday party. It was in this was nice. in this bar. Back when it used to be a bar rather than a coffee house, um, and uh, and uh, you don't fit a lot of people in there. Um, all right, so we're at Grenville Street a Coffee Bar. So we need to find All right, Tom, take it away. All right. Uh, you reach the busy coffee shop, once known as the British and Foreign Bible Society. It's built in red terracotta brick with a blue stone base and stucco dressings, complete with a pair of lancet windows with lead lights. Considering it was a secular building at the time, it's strangely gothic, almost like a miniature place of worship. The patrons look at you like you're mad as you poke around the front of the building, looking for the foundation stone. You hear someone laugh and tell their friends you must be on a scavenger hunt. It's down the side. Rhonda calls. Ducking around the corner, you see two old foundation stones in the side of the building. The lowest one seems to be the oldest, commemorating the building's opening. More of that strange mortar. You both get to work, carefully chipping around the stone. The coffee shop owner comes out to see what's going on, and when you quietly mention that you're hunting for a treasure, on behalf of the council, of course, he is soon handing out hot drinks to you and the gathering crowd. The society's good word must refer to the British and Foreign Bible Society. Rhonda lectures you. I'm oh, sorry. I'm, I'm jumping the in. Crowd. No, I'll, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> they arranged for Bibles to be distributed and translated into dozens of languages. They weren't here too long after Colonel Light was 1845. Who knows if someone here spoke with Light before he died? You try to remember everything you've learned about Colonel Light. As he lay dying, he had few friends in the fledgling city. He was still married, yet lived with another woman in an age where divorce was almost unheard of. 
He placed the city of Adelaide here to almost universal objection and ended up hounded out of his job, stressed, broke, and finally dying of tuberculosis. Perhaps this Bible society had been true to their religious convictions and swore to help a neighbour in need, uh, to keep large secrets for a day when others would be willing to hear them. You have no shortage of willing helpers as you drag the stone loose. Shining into the hollow with your flashlight, you find another copper cylinder and you twist the cap open to find another yellowed page. Take it away, Emily, in your biggest all-caps voice. Wagging tongues paint pictures <laughs> in a place where ideas meet. Try you the right-hand pillar where the classics touch the street. It's the art gallery. A well-dressed man with a handlebar mustache immediately shouts from the crowd. Someone else want to oh, do rubbish, the bike courier? Wagging tongues. It's got to be Parliament House. <laughs> Scoffs a bike courier in lurid lycra shorts. Can't trust those. Suddenly everyone is shouting their own ideas, a deafening gabble of caffeine and excitement. It's then that you spot a familiar face in the crowd. It's Percy. He smiles at you. He's heard everything. With a sly wink, he's gone, and once again, he's one step ahead. Damn. <laughs> we should have told the shop owner we were checking for salt damp rather than starting this ruckus. You'll have to act quickly. So our choices are, do we side with Mr. Handlebar Mustache and decide to, decide to visit the premier place of painted pictures, the art gallery, uh, or do we take the lurid bike shorts guy advice and decide that wagging tongues indicates Parliament House? Mm. Ah, well, Emily, can you pull up the uh, clue again and then pull we'll... Pull up the clue, yes. All right. And we'll so, yell about it. There we go. So wagging tongues paint pictures in a place where ideas meet. Try the right-hand pillar where the classics touch the street. You guys know also, these yeah. buildings both have pillars? That's it. Only one of these places will have some correction, I imagine. No, so they both do. They do both have pillars. So Parliament House has uh, pillars and then the and then the art gallery also has pillars. So they both have yeah. like those big Greek pillars out the front. So So I suppose it's more a question of like, is it wagging tongues that is the most important part? Or like or, or is it the the um, the painted pictures? Hmm. I mean, like Mr. Handlebar Mustache. He like for a man with a handlebar mustache. He looks incredibly friendly. I feel like Sam That's knew something. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm kind of leaning towards Lycra guy. <laughs> crazy sunglasses is that the you know crazy sunglasses and awesome helmet so safety conscious oh, very very important place um, look, where I'm, ideas meet yeah i'm i'm gonna suggest that art gallery i think paint pictures art gallery wagging tongues could be parliament house but ideas meet probably not depending on how cynical you are about politics Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm good of art gallery you're convinced, Art Gallery, right. it is? All right. There we Democracy go. wins. <laughs> <laughs> Democracy wins. <laughs> Love it. I am the Senate. All right. So where is that? Jeff uh, so six. Is, Let's find it in my uh, documents. Yeah, so we are up here at the Art Gallery of South Australia. Uh, there we so go. Beautiful. Museum, the Art Gallery is a little further along. 
you get some line ah. sands and checking your head you finally the villain has finally appeared oh my god is that the <laughs> art gallery behind the bloody um <laughs> Boo. i guess the car can't get in there Obviously, uh, September 2021 Street View, and then if we go slightly this way, it goes. It's it's all of a sudden it's covered. Oh, it jumps years. <laughs> We're traveling in time as well as space. See that. <laughs> oh, we're inside the art gallery. Hello. Okay, we're back out. Oh, that's pretty cool. Hard to argue with that. That's pretty cool. It is. I just want to see. Oh, it's a waypoint. So this is what we're looking for right here, right? And I was hoping to try and get us close enough that we uh, can yeah. see the foundation stones on the on the pillars, right? But it's not going to let us get close enough. Although there is ten thousand photos, so maybe one of these. Mm. Close to the pillars, so. Oh, I see. So it's the rightmost pillar. Yeah. So this guy right here is what. Cool, we're, cool, cool. What we're looking for um, over here. All right, so uh, JF6, uh, 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 uh. we are finding the right, uh, we are finding the right uh, image as well, Art Gallery of South Australia. Oh, Sands, your time has come. Your time is up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The art gallery on North Terrace. You approach the art gallery, digging equipment in hand. The building is simply magnificent, a classical style that makes it look like an ancient temple. You feel almost guilty for wanting to hack at those perfect columns, but where there's treasure to be found... Then you see it. The right-hand column has been damaged with dust and shards of stone littered in all directions. A pack of workers are already packing up their equipment, fat jackhammers and even some blasting equipment. It's a miracle the whole front of the building hasn't come down. Oh, that explains why the black was covering the front of the, uh, right? That, that explains it. That's what the construction was. Someone has damaged the curtain for the treasure. Stepping out from the pillars is none other than Percy Graves, who looks up at you with a smirk. Even as you step towards him, he holds aloft a piece of paper. The next clue, he flips open a cigarette lighter and sets the parchment on fire. You monster, you shout out. Before you get too close, his crew of cronies crowd around you cackling. 
at cracking their knuckles and laughing. <clears throat> You've lost. Go home while you still can. It's time for the real treasure hunters to get to work. <laughs> you Beautiful. are outnumbered. You have no choice but to watch Percy and his gang drive off to the next destination. Rhonda sits down on the ground with frustration, head in her hands. It looks like your journey has come to an end. I got this fella. Wait! You hear someone say behind you, a man is climbing out of a taxi and you recognize him from the coffee shop. It's the well-dressed gent with the handlebar mustache. It appears that somebody got here first. He says. Thanks, Mr. Obvious. Rhonda Scott. What if I were to tell you that I know what that clue said word for word? I'm, I'm not meant to help you, but I think you're looking for Light's treasure for the right reasons. Who are you? You ask. But he holds up his hands for silence. Oh, I see. He himself is a clue. <coughs> the mason's craft was long and true. For the stone of the eldest son, the pillar of empire you must pursue if the state's treasures are to be won. What does that mean? You ask as he finishes. Uh, I uh, can confirm there is a treasure of gold, but that's not the only prize light left behind. A man's reputation is worth more than gold. And with no other explanation, the man bows and climbs back into his taxi. Rhonda frowns as she finishes scribbling down the clue. Again with the double meanings. The mason's craft and another reference to a pillar. I think there's something hidden in the Freemason's Hall. Freemasonry is full of references to pillars. Yeah, but what about the, the stone of the eldest son and pillar of the empire, you say? I remember there's a statue of King Edward the Seventh just down the road from here. You consult your phone and hold it up with triumph. It says here he was the first son of Queen Victoria and Prince Albert. They're equal options. Whichever way you decide, you better do it quick. Percy is ahead of you again. Oh, man. God could have just told us where to go. Right? <laughs> that would have been easy. Right? Not just give you a clue. Uh, do you go to the statue of King Edward VII or do you go to the Freemasons Hall? So this is our, this is our clue. This is our clue. Mason's craft was long and true with a stone of the eldest son. <laughs> Pillar of Empire, you must pursue if the state's treasures are to be won. Hmm. I mean, Rhonda suggested the Freemasons, and I trust her more than did than myself. Did you trust yourself? The, 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 the narrator. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly, clearly the the eye in this, like, we're just like a. Um, we're just like kind of a freelance treasure hunter. Rhonda's an archaeologist. I'm going to argue with her. <laughs> what the hell do I know? <laughs> we'll, we'll go with Rhonda. You're, yeah. you're going with Rhonda? Oh, come on, guys. So the stone of the eldest son, pillar of the empire, statue of Edward VII. He was the first son of Queen Victoria and Prince Albert. I, I mean that's oh that's fair i honestly don't know i obviously i haven't read this story before and, so and, i can't don't have any insider information and, and and if you're going to build a pillar like it makes sense okay because like okay if you're just talking pillar of empire right right because if you're just mm. talking like masons like yes masons do a lot of pillars but 
but that one where it's like okay so it's 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 a it's a statue to the first star sun so normally those statues tend to be on pillars right like those statues oh yeah tend to be on gotcha pillars right um so you know if the state's treasures are to be one and like if masons make pillars anyway who says that that pillar wasn't made by the masons guys okay oh. you've convinced me no i mean i'm convinced you convinced all right let's yep. do this so, <laughs> uh statue of king edward the seventh all right king edward okay so all right statue of king edward so that is going to be by the gallery. Oh, gallery of South Australia is where we are. So that's kind of near Kintour Avenue. Okay. Right. <laughs> this is so, great. Okay. Going to go over here. Our little man, right here. Are we in the right spot? Hey, there's a statue. Where's that boy? Oh, there he is. Yeah, no, fair oh, enough. Yes, you've got me convinced. All right, we gotta maybe go on the other side of the street. Interesting. Hey, there we are. King Edward the Seventh. See, this is why I paused when I said seventh, because apparently my Roman numerals are horrible. <laughs> and, I was, and I was second guessing myself on this. Um, <laughs> all right. So King Edward the Seventh. Oh with a cloak. Oh, there you go, King and Emperor, right? illustrations of the whole thing this is this is just like action oh, that's great fans. like oh wow there's there's so much going on here i'm excited to dive on in all right tom take it away all right uh by the time you reach the statue of king edward the seventh percy and his thugs have had several minutes head start you and Rhonda draw up short horrified Oh, no! Rhonda cries, and you see Percy at the impressive statue, which he's wrapped with wires and sticks of dynamite. Oh. Stay back! He cries out, holding up a remote control. There's a treasure in this statue, and I mean to have it. <laughs> Rhonda steps forward. Percy, you can't do this. What kind of archaeologist are you? The rich kind. <laughs> he laughs. The, the police arrive, but all they can do is hold back the onlookers. With a cry, Rhonda launches ah! himself at Percy, but one of his thugs snatches her before she can reach him. It's a standoff. No, you know, history is written by the winners, kid. <laughs> Percy, Percy says, holding up the big red detonator button. You need only look at the past to see that when it comes to great treasures, the ends always justify a little destruction <laughs> per percy you're about to make a huge mistake the treasure isn't here you lie you missed something back at the art gallery you reach into your pocket and pull out a copper tube the first one you found at the post office percy's eyes narrow you can see a suspicion fighting his greed eventually he strides forward and as he reaches out 
He used the tube like a weapon, hitting the hand holding the remote control. The big red button flies through the air. This, this is terrifying. <laughs> Elbowing the man holding her, Rhonda dives for the detonator, dives for the detonator, catching it before it can hit the ground. In seconds, Percy and his thugs are in handcuffs, the police loading them into the back of a van. Bomb experts are called in and they carefully remove the dynamite from around the statue. That was risky. Rhonda says, a little shaken. Once you've given a statement and the police have left, you have the statue to yourselves. You carefully work at the stones, but the base is solid. You can understand why Percy saw the need to dynamite it. Rhonda gives you a boost and you climb up to the first level of the statue. The mason's craft was long and true for the stone of the eldest son. Rhonda recites. There are three figures clustered around the pillar just below the statue of King Edward VII. The bronze women are named Peace, Justice and South Australia. <laughs> so whack name, weird middle name. When you reach the woman named South Australia, you see that she stands with arms out, outstretched, the bounty of the state scattered at her feet. Carefully searching, you find the oddest thing. Justice's sword is actually loose. On a whim, you place it across the hands of South Australia where it fits perfectly. The arms give under the weight and you hear a faint click. Watch out! Rhonda yells and the whole pillar begins to turn. Holding on to the statue, you watch as a hidden doorway opens in the central pillar. When the rumbling stops, you pull out your flashlight and climb into the middle of the statue. There is a ladder and you climb down into the base. What you find is a miniature museum of South Australia, containing Aboriginal artefacts, bushels of seed, copper ingots, piles of mouldering wool, the original flag hoisted on Proclamation Day, and a branch from the old gum tree. Everything the early colony made is represented here, a truly epic time capsule hidden by Colonel Light's secret society. The historians will be amazed at this find, but you find nothing from the Colonel's life before he reached South Australia. You ponder what the strange man told you about other treasures, about the truth of Light's reputation and a treasure of gold. This may be the prize of South Australia, but it's not the treasure of Colonel Light. It appears that your search for Light's true treasures continues. Cliffhanger. Sheesh. <laughs> I love that. The bum, idea bum, of like taking this, the sword and then putting it into the hands of, <laughs> of South Australia to open it. That's really cool. I just want to know how many yeah. people who, who ran this adventure ended up climbing up on the pillar. <laughs> right? Boost me. Boost me up. <laughs> no, that's cool. That was that was pretty fun. I liked it. Um <laughs> So with this, this this woman's hand that stretch, like you can't really like kind of see see her properly, and I just and I do just wonder like how her fingers are positioned because I'm just imagining her flipping off the the Google, <laughs> Google Street View van. So good, <laughs> um, great. Uh, actually, so there used to be here in Adelaide along the main street. There was, I don't know if it would be here anymore. It was a very long time ago. Oh, it doesn't look like it is. So mm. this building here used to have a big metal green leaf on it. And at the end of the stem for the green leaf was a finger in the middle position. Middle finger <laughs> up and proud, mm. right? And so it was pointing towards the David Jones building. And so, <laughs> so the person who owned this building, it used to have like an antique bookstore in it and like a, a bunch of other things in it. But um, so David Jones, you can see like uh, on the side of this building, there are these like metallic 
leaves, right? And so he mm. made his own metallic leaf with the with the the stem pointing towards David Jones with a hand on the end of it, with middle finger up, um, because when this was built, it like either I think it was either the the owner was not a fan of the development or he was not a fan of it like blocking the skyline or whatever next to the building. And he That's great. he refused to sell his building when they did this development. And so he put mm. that that leaf up as a FU to David Jones. Um but no. what it was attached to the masonry on the front of the building when I was in university was starting to crack. And so mm. and so it must have been removed otherwise they would have lost the front of the building. Which is a shame because that is a piece of it South Australian history that should be preserved. That's great. Mm -hmm. As part of Colonel Life <laughs> Treasure. <laughs> um, do we want to see what would have happened if we chose the other way? Sure. If, sure. We went to, sure. if we went to the Freemasons Hall, do we want to know? All right. Can't hit. Let's see. Freemasons Hall is down this direction. Keep going. Keep going going looking behind the curtain people this can only go wrong so, like but i thought we found the treasure ha, 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 ha. <laughs> little, little fun fact about colonel light he founded adelaide and his dad founded penang in malaysia really? oh shit that's cool <laughs> oh wow hold on i better figure out which one is the free uh, I've got a JF-13 Freemasons form. Adelaide, that's the one, yeah. All right, so it is. Okay, so it's opposite. The... So I think it is this guy right here. All right, cool. Oh no, that's it. Look at those pillars. That's the one we want. Oh yeah, that looks more. Look at those pillars, aren't they beautiful? It's very pillory. They sure go up. We can just get onto the opposite side of the road. There we go. There it is. Look at that. Very lovely. And there's a quite a quite a few quite a few uh quite a few little plucks and things there as well on the bottom. Cool. All right. So Freemasons Hall, uh, which brings us to which image is the question? Uh, 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 can you remember which uh? Which Let me check. I still have my folder open here. Uh, where was that? Uh, the Freemasons. Wait, this is JF 13. Yep. Oh, there we go. Ah, like Freemason signal. There we Let's go. do it. Yep. Boom, boom. Let's do it. <clears throat> you 
stand before the Freemasons Hall, an enormous building of cut stone and granite. It looms overhead, broadening the secrets. Four columns flank the broad steps, and carved into the stone above the door are three words Aldi Vide Tassid. Watch, listen, be silent. Uh, Rhonda translates from the Latin. Remembering the words pillar of empire, you start to tap on the columns, but they all look the same. Nothing has been tampered with here. Excuse me. You hear someone say. Are you here for the tour of the lodge? The well-dressed man with a neat handlebar moustache greets you from the doorway. When he sees you, he draws up short. Oh my. It's you two. Well, what are you doing here? We figured it out, you say triumphantly. The mason's craft was long and true, the pillar of empire. No, no, no. The strange man says. That particular treasure was in the statue, though, yes, there's more than one treasure. But, but, but the, the pillars, you say. There are two main pillars in Freemasonry named Boaz and Yakin. They stand for strength and founding or establishment, not empire. Then I guess we'll go back to the statue, you say? At that moment, there is a terrific explosion further down North Terrace. You see a fireball plume into the air, roughly where the statue of King Edward VII is. Percy! Rhonda whispers. You'd best wait here. The man says and disappears inside, closing the doors behind him. Seconds later, you hear the wail of sirens and police cars and ambulances scream past. The man reappears with an old wooden box and you can see that he is shaken. It was never meant to be like this. This was a search for curious minds, not, not violent criminals. The tour guide opens the old case. On the lid, it reads, Occulta Scientist Lucy. The Secret Society of Light. He explains. Within the box are scribbled plans, documents written in code, pages of names. Colonel Light was a member of the First Lodge here. The man says. When he was dying, he wanted to preserve his legacy for a time when people would look more kindly upon his works. So we formed a secret society within a secret society, a select group of Freemasons tasked with keeping Light's treasures. Uh, there are two other treasures of Colonel's light, Colonel Lights to be found. In these papers is the information to help you find them. However, these secrets cannot make it into the hands of madmen. You are not madmen, but I cannot let you keep these. He allows you to look at the clues, which are incredibly cryptic. The most promising clues include references to seek the marker above the good man and look for the law of a distant land. Rhonda starts to write the codes down, but the man seizes her head. Jeez. Uh, no, no, a villainous soul can take the clues from you as easily as they can force it from me. No writing, only your memory. You do your best to absorb the information, but much of it is in cipher or riddle. It is impossible to tell which clues point to the treasures and which are dead ends intended to mislead. Now quickly, put the papers in here. The mason says, looking to the west, to the pillar of smoke and the screaming of sirens. That villain could be on his way. He cannot be allowed this information. He forces you to put the old papers into a waste paper basket and, to your shop, he drops oh a lit match into the bin. In seconds, the secrets are ablaze and countless clues lost. 
Our ancestors made a most solemn vow to serve the colonel, and we continue to do so. Now that a violent man wreaks havoc across our city, these secrets must be kept. He heads back into the lodge building, draws the door shut behind him. Plunk. Rhonda is still stunned from the destruction of valuable documents, and you feel a little bit angry. <laughs> it looks like you have to go to the <laughs> Time to try again. So there we go. Walks. Nice, nice. We, I dig it. We argued our way at least to a treasure. If we had gone yes. with the straightforward Mason, we would have lost lost to Percy. And Very cool. But, but I like there's it. still two treasures out there, guys. Two. At least. So um, as part of that, you may come across this beautiful rotunda created by the wonderful Sam. You may come mm. across this tea house. You may come across uh, the dog and dog a staple of, of Edmonton, or you may come across another pillar somewhere else within the city. You never know. <laughs> this is great. Pay, apparently you're also getting arrested in another one with somebody else. So look, there are so many endings that you could end up on. Um, all I can recommend is that you uh, download the Story City app at about.storycity.app. Um, you can then search for The Treasure of Light. It is freely available on the app. And, uh, and you can do it in spoiler mode. Uh, and in spoiler mode, you can tap through and find out what those other endings would have been. Maybe you can use Google Street View to your advantage if you really like. Um, but there is something else that I wanted to show people as well. For some reason, Sans, you kept like mm -hmm. meticulous records of your drafts that you did for these stories. And so I want to show mm -hmm. some of the drafts of your artwork to show people kind of like how they developed. Yeah. Awesome. So these were like the storyboards that Sans drew up um, to to get like uh, approvals for um, from from the from the writer, and so like these are some of the the earliest kind of illustrations from that moment. So all of the beautiful outlining and stuff like that. Um, some some of the kind of like locked in too. But how cool is this to kind of see all of the construction? Because this was because you do all of your work digitally, don't you, Sans? Uh, for the original sketches, I did them on a sketch pad, and then I just uh, took a photo of them, and that's what I sent. But this project was memorable because I did this entire job on my uh, that Windows tablet when it first came out. Nice. With the with the pen, yeah. So mm. this was before I got an iPad, so I used that Windows tablet. I forgot what's called now. It's still popular. Yeah, and I did all of this on that tablet to see how far I could push it. Amazing. And yeah, it was okay. It looks great. Yeah, it's awesome work. Yeah. yeah. And, Thank uh, you. And it's cool to kind of like see how they go from like you know from that to 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 the fully formed kind of ending, right? Um, and actually, with this one in particular, I remember that the first sketch had the. Um, this iconography on the underside of the rotunda and, um, and it's, mm. it was in the wrong place from the description. And so um, it then ended up being changed to be on top. Um, and so that was kind of the, the whole point of like looking through and seeing the sketches beforehand. But yeah, bit of fun. 
Yeah. The four Brisbane Square library cubes above you flicker. So when are you visiting Adelaide again? <laughs> <laughs> well, currently in Canada, so not anytime soon. Uh, I have a little one-year-old, so uh, this little this little one-year-old uh, is not the most fun to travel with. So when you consider the flights to Australia, generally thirty something yeah. hours door to door. Uh, don't yep. recommend with a one-year-old. Did that already last year for my sister's wedding. Not on board. No. <laughs> so, so not anytime soon. I will only be visiting Adelaide in Street View. Uh, but I, I have many stories of Adelaide from my my wayward university years there. So, <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Although, uh, hopefully, uh, in one of these uh, adventure hours, we will be visiting Melbourne. There is a Choose Your Adventure in Melbourne, um, which uh, it, it is a uh, murder mystery where someone disappears and you are trying to discover what happened. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. I appreciate having you on Adventure Hour. Um, next week, we will be welcoming the lovely Mark Jackson, another Adelaide uh, creator, writer. Um, he uh, was responsible for a Choose Your Adventure called The Captain and the Curse in Port Adelaide, uh, where you <coughs> have unfortunately fallen foul of a curse and you must find a way to remove that curse uh, before you meet a grisly end. Um, Port Adelaide is one of the oldest areas of Adelaide um, and so it has a lot of super cool buildings that we'll be able to see on street view and near street art and, and, and uh, public space activations. So um, that's will be uh, next week with Mark Jackson. Um, and uh, as always, um, if you are interested in becoming a creator, these wonderful folks here are incredibly talented and I know there are more incredibly talented folks out there listening. Um, so please, it is absolutely free to become a creator on Story City. Um, uh, all you need to do is go to about.storycity.app um, to, to sign up to become a creator there. Uh, and we would absolutely love to have you. Uh, and then for any of those who are creators, we run a creator lab every Monday at 4 uh, p.m. MST time or at uh, 9 a.m. Australian Standard Time, uh, where we uh, sit down with other creators and, and just brainstorm ideas, uh, generally for interactive stories, but hell, we've only just started, so I will brainstorm any story that you are having troubles with, because that is uh, something that I absolutely love doing. So uh, you're also all invited to that as well. Uh, to sign off today, uh, where can everybody find you and your work, Sans? Um, mostly on uh, Instagram now these days, at Sans Gonzaga. I don't know where to type it. <laughs> awesome. Sans Gonzaga. I'll make sure that's in all of the show notes. And Jennifer, how will people find you and the work that you're doing? Uh, well, I mostly write under the byline JYT Kennedy. And if you search that, you probably will find I've got a website that lists some of the things I've had published. Beautiful. Thank you, Jennifer. And Tom, how can people find you? Yes, I'm pretty much Kakotopos on every website where I've signed up. I'm uh, at buzz.social for the Mastodon people. And um, you can find me on Twitter. I don't use it anymore. Um, but 
I'm there. So you can use that to dig through to various links and stuff. <laughs> it is your backlink. It's, it's your backlink to the rest of the, the, the places yeah. you find on the internet. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. Greatly appreciate you, and we will see you next week.